Welcome to the People's Improv Theater, a.k.a. the Pit Underground. If you have a cell phone or any other device that may go off and disturb the show, please put it on silent or vibrate, unless it's a vibrator. In that case, please turn it off. If you need to do during the show for any reason, please be as quiet as possible on your way up the stairs and watch your step. In case of emergency, there is another exit located to the left of the stage. Please hang out with us after the show in the love bar and say hello to our lovely bartenders. We realize you have a choice in comedy venues and we thank you for saying yes and to the pit. And now, please sit back and enjoy the show. Setup. 
Lego announced, the toy company Lego announced, that next year they're going to do a special line of their Lego toys featuring um, the women of NASA, celebrating the women of NASA. Another piece of progressive news. Yeah. Which is great, but uh, if you thought those, those figures were hidden before, just wait till they're stuck underneath your couch cushion. I don't want them to be. I'm saying, guys, who's ready for some show? Let me hear you say, yeah! All right, all right. Well, as I mentioned earlier tonight, the four gentlemen standing behind me with instruments, they're also known as the All Night Tears. Give it up for Of course, one thing I should mention tonight is that we're 
off radio. Yes. Right? Yes. And uh, it's an absolute honor to be here at Sketchfest. But we have no limitations, Neil. We don't. Uh, bringing this little show away from Jersey City, our humble Jersey City, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's huge. And for starters, it's big because this show is the first where we aren't limited by any FCC regulations. Fuck that noise. All right, easy, Neil. Easy, sorry. There's no need to celebrate it. It also means if we wanted, we could officially take corporate advertising. I'm going to take advantage of this in a very uh, direct way. Hear me out. There's no need to celebrate it too much. But I'm just letting all of you know who are in attendance tonight, everybody on the side, everybody in the front know, that you're all eligible for your very own exclusive, tonight only, tonight only, you're eligible for your own Prove It All Night franchising opportunity. Who's ready? It's not like the original anymore, right? Some say it, uh, it, it cheapens it or lessens it. Or somehow it lacks the heart of the original that you love, right? Don't boo too much. Because we here at Prove It All Night assure each and every one of you that will never be the case. Here's why. Ooh, sandwich. Uh, sandwich breakdown. This sandwich breakdown. Thank you, Chris Ayala, everybody. We're going to give you five times the pickles that Subway gives you, okay? We're going to give you eight times the meat that Five Guys gets you. We're going to give you, okay, no, no, this is. This is about the same amount of cheese that Flippy gives you, but it's about the same, okay? We're gonna give you some weird radish stuff. We're gonna get you a pickle cucumber half hybrid that is just gonna sit at the bottom and soak the bottom piece of bread. And we're gonna do this like no one else has done. Start clapping before. Do we have any interested members so far? Has my, has my speech so far got anyone interested? Hello, stranger. Hi, I'm a woman. And also, I'm not compensated as an actor. Your franchising opportunities are enticing, but I'm afraid about the commitment and possibility of isolating my family, friends, and loved ones by the foolish pursuit of fame and entertainment. <laughs> Can you guarantee that the success of this franchise, franchise variety slash talk show will be strictly regional and no way possible bringing any kind of real fame, real or fame or recognition? Yes, yes I can. Wow! 
Thanks for answering my question with your uncomfortable honesty. A woman, ladies and gentlemen. So, Neil, uh, did you did you write that last question for her? I may have. Whatever. Who's ready for their potential first guest? Are you ready? For seven seasons, he played the character Frank on 30 Rock, and this Halloween, his brand new stand-up special, America is the Greatest Country in the United States, which he also directed, will be released everywhere through Netflix, all of this, and he happens to be the world champion. Please give it up for Judah Friedlander! Anyone here who works for Netflix at all? No. Okay. 
Well, this, this special, which you also directed, which is coming out on Halloween. Yeah. Great release date, by the way. I could have picked any holiday I wanted. <laughs> Figured Halloween sums up what's going on in the world right now. Because <laughs> best it is. What holiday should we do? What holiday strikes fear into people? And it is a Tuesday this year. Yeah. I think it's the best time to celebrate Halloween. <laughs> Monday's exciting. First day back at work. Wednesday is hump day. Let's face it, this whole country's alcoholics, everyone's drunk the rest of the night. And Tuesday's the one day that's the real struggle. Tuesday is the junior year of high school. A lot of pressure Tuesdays. You know what you know what happens Friday? What happens Friday? I'm in love. Correct. You're in love one day a week. One day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I have no clue why that's evolved today uh, on the show. Um, so I, I made it my own. I did it like a real kind of, you know, it's a black and white, kind of a low-budget documentary style. Even though it's not documentary, it, you know, interviews or anything. Like that. It's just stand-up. So it's just a no, a no sketches before. I've never understood why stand-up specials. Another cliche. Yeah, yeah. Before the stand-up part. Because, first of all, they're stand-ups. Most of them are not sketch performers. Right. And... Unfortunately, many stand-ups have some bigotry towards sketch and improv, and they usually shit on it all the time. But yet they're doing a special, and then the first thing they do is a fucking sketch. So, so a lot of them are actually a fraud, if you look at it. You're preaching the corn. Yeah. I, uh, at this sketch festival, where, and again, sorry I didn't know. We rehearsed this for six hours. So this is a sketch. This is not improv. Did you direct much before this special? Have you done any short films? Um, you have a film yeah, background? Yeah, yeah, I have done. I, I started making uh, my own animated movies when I was in about the eighth and ninth grade. Uh, so I was, and this is before computer animation. This is just drawing on paper. Stop motion? Yeah, and stop motion. Play animation. Play animation. Well. And then I made uh, some short films in my early 20s, and then I started making. Uh, just little short videos here and there. I did one for the Mermaid Parade a few years ago after Superstorm Sandy almost got canceled, and I did a uh, two-minute uh, PSA, but in a you know humorous way to bring back the Mermaid Parade. And uh, so that was a pretty good one. That was almost two minutes, but that one was actually pretty good. So this is just something I just kind of had to do. I, you know, I've been doing stand-up for over I'm 48, I think, since I was 19, so. I should have had about seven specials or albums out. That's actually and between like legality issues that I I've turned them down over the years. Really, uh, I didn't like the legality issues, uh, and creatively I didn't like a lot of the issues. You know, were, if it was with certain networks, there were certain things you couldn't talk about. Uh, you couldn't mention a product name or even themes you might not be able to talk about. And then the ownership—they always wanted it to be so that they owned. Not just that performance, that building, they own all the material. Right. So I'm like, you shouldn't have the right to own anything that I, I wrote. You know, you should maybe that performance, but not all the writing in it. So I always turned it down. So so actually I just kind of you know, with the internet things have freed up a little bit. So I just uh, kind of made my own. So yeah, this, it's all basically satire on American exceptionalism and US domestic foreign policy well and all the big issues, you know, from you know, racism, white supremacy, sexism, the uh, environment, so heavy topics, but in a humorous well. And speaking of uh, some issues at large going on right now, you have a, a very cool Instagram handle that is yeah. uh, for uh, feminist Barbie, activist Barbie. Yeah, well, it's for anybody. It's, um, I think one of the big problems in the country is, in the world really, is that many people don't, many people are, first of all, just getting through life is fucking hard, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have or don't have, or whatever gender you are. Or, uh, but anyways, I think many people don't, uh, you know, you'll have uh, black people, Speaking up for black rights, you know, women speaking up for women's rights, gay people speaking up for gay rights, 
but there's not enough crossover, I think. There's not enough, you know, a white person wearing a black Lives Matter t-shirt should be controversial, you know, it should be. So I, I started this project, it's Activist Barbie, so I have this Barbie doll, and I go to a lot of, I've been going to a lot of protests for years. And My girlfriend saw you at the Women March, I believe, with that Barbie. Oh, the Women's March, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, she may have, because I was there with it. So, right now, um, this is from a recent post I did, it says Rose Army, uh, which is uh, Rose McGowan's hashtag after the, the whole, uh, you know, sexual assault issues that have been going on part of the scene. She's got a Black Lives Matter shirt back. So basically it's a I picked the sort of the whitest one of the whitest iconic figures I can think of. And I said, Alright, I'm gonna do an art project on Instagram and take her to I go to the protest anyway, so I'm like, I'm gonna bring her along, take photos, and then so sort of a way to add some humor but also to put some pressure on people to not just stick up for issues that affect you directly, just to, to speak up everyone to speak up for everybody because you know the way I view it is you know any kind of assault on one person is an assault on everybody and everybody's like so I, don't, I don't know what a percentage of people are bad in the world I know it's high but I don't know what percentage it's pretty high like, and I don't know what percentage of people are, are generally good I, I don't know but I do know that there are a lot of people who are good people, but who don't really, uh, who aren't really active. You know, so like if something bad's happening, they're just like, you know, I'm just gonna try to get through my day and be quiet. Uh, but I, I think we've reached the point where it's important for as many people as possible to be active. Yeah. Because the hate has, there may not be, they may not be the majority the hate people, but a lot of them are very active. And the good people, I don't know what percentage of them are very active. So if they get more active, I think that'll, that'll help everything. So, I don't shit on people for not being active, but it's, no. you know, because it's, like I said, just getting through the day. Be yeah, pretty hard, no matter who you are. But yeah. I think we're at a point where, you know, ignoring the assholes doesn't work, right? You know? Like, again, yeah, and the genie's out of the bottle, yeah. and it's and multiplied. Even, yeah, and even with the election, you know, people uh, talk about, well, you know, it's majority rule, or Hillary got more votes, but it's like, majority in most countries doesn't rule. In most countries, the minority rules. Just because most people want something, that doesn't mean they're going to get it. I mean, I was on the, you know, look, look at, I'm sure everyone's experienced this if you live in New York. I was on the subway the other day. Uh, one crazy guy comes on, Bible preacher guy, just screaming and and yelling Bible stuff. No one on the train wants this. It's body body people. Does anybody speak up and say, shut the fuck up, guy? You're ruining everybody's commute. No, everybody just fucking takes it. And that guy gets to do what he wants to do. So that's the case of minority rules, even though the majority is not for it. So... And that isn't everyone's big passive. So I think more people need to be active. So, no. I'm really glad you are here really scoring a lot of points with the uh, morality of this audience. <laughs> I need to be on the right. I, I also want to mention you uh, You have a book that you put out a few years ago. 
Um, even though the album stuff and the specials had their delay or having their, but you had this book that came out. It's a children's book. No, it's a book of drawings. A book of drawings. I don't put an age limit on it. I don't. I don't Nor should you. Yeah, I think it can be for anyone, but yes. it's, it's made for adults. It's called If the Raindrops United. And, um, and these are your drawings? Yeah, these are drawings all I did. And a lot of them are actually, you know, you know, satire on, you know, different human rights issues and, and things. So, and the drawing, If the Raindrops United, there's this giant raindrop, and it's probably about, I don't know, 100 yards wide in diameter, and it's right over the city, so it's like a take out all the city. And it's basically a metaphor for, uh, you know, if people get together, they didn't have a lot of power. It could be used for good or for bad, but uh, they got a lot of power. So it's all kinds of, you know, a lot of them are just funny, and then some of them are like, you know, political cartoons. I had one, there's a little mini comic book in there called Gentrification Man, who's uh, a superhero yeah. who uh, stands up for the rights of corporations, because, you know, they really haven't had superhero yet, so finally someone is standing up for fascism and corporization so, uh, and they were the wealthy. So that's what that person Well I uh, you know you mentioned you mentioned drawing, you mentioned stand up, you mentioned uh, a lot of things that you've done and what you're about. But one of the first things that I think a lot of people knew you from was the hug guy from the Dave Matthews Band music video. Yes, that was in 2001. Would you say that's, that was like your first calling card almost? Mm. Do you still keep in touch with any of those Dave Matthews guys? <laughs> no, we actually, it's a video, right? If anyone's seen it, the song's called Every Day. And the whole video is literally me just walking around the streets and offering strangers hugs. Right. That's the whole video. And this was done before the whole free hug movement. Right. I saw that free hug guy creator on Oprah saying he invented it. And that was in 2006, so. Oh. It was completely bullshit back then. So, I didn't come up with it either. I was cast in it as the hug guy. I auditioned to be a hugger and I got it. So, it was a clear audition. So we, it was about three and a half days, and it was at uh, it was about two days in Virginia where the band is headquartered. They have this giant—it's not even a mansion; it's like a compound. It's just a massive, massive place. So and we filmed. Uh, so they were only there about an hour. Uh, and, you know, they played it. They played it. They didn't look the same. They played it real. They sounded really good. And then uh, you know, so I walk in, and they're doing like a. In the video, it's like they're doing like a rehearsal session, like give all the members of the band a hug. Right. And then we finished filming, and then they kicked us out of their house. And some of the crew and people still had like a sweatshirt left, <laughs> and we couldn't go back in and there. Did you have any? So we were just making a video about how you have to hug everybody at love everybody. <laughs> Please leave. And then they kicked us out That's of the awesome. mansion. And so then one of their one of their uh, workers. Would come out. He was actually nice to us. So, what would your sweatshirt look like? Was blue. So, it took us like an hour to get out of there because they kicked us out of the house. And I'm like, huh. I live in a fucking mansion. They're, they're, what were we just making a video? And it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I know, I know uh, your time is limited because you have a, a set somewhere else. But no, uh, I think got canceled. Oh, you did? I canceled it just to do the show. So. <laughs> I don't know really appreciate it. I don't really appreciate it. <laughs>
let's say it's something with sexism or racism. Yeah, you could definitely be an asshole, but there is a chance that person might actually be able to learn, right. you know, and, and be better. So it's it's a learning process. So yeah, and, so much. and the Instagram account is called Activist Barbie, and everyone when you have a signal service, there's no service down here. Don't try anymore. But when you go above the underground theater. Definitely follow at symbol activist Barbie on Instagram. And I'm Judah World Champ on Instagram and Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, the world champion Judah Friedman. Some of them are poison. Let's see. 
and he's come on, shoot it. No, don't eat the shell. No, don't eat the fucking shell. Don't eat the shell. Stop. I want my iPad. Your iPad's charging. <laughs> Your iPad's charging. We went over this. Yes, sir. I didn't bring the iPad. Yes, sir. At a certain point, the iPad runs out of juice. Yes, sir. And it charges. Where's my mom? What picture is she working on? I don't fucking know. She signed an NDA. She won't let me get a passport, so I can't go with her. She won't take me to anything. Okay. I wanted to go to Oakja. Uh, you wanted to go to Oakja. <laughs> the character Oakja was an artificial elephant. You wanted to go to it. It was a hippo. <laughs> have, have you ever heard of one? Everyone thinks that this is a nice guy. This little guy. Well, he's a nice, he seems nice. He's nice to me. No, no, I'm like, I know. Dewey, have you ever visited your mom while she was on a local picture? Like, anything that shot around New York City? Couple clothes sets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you remember uh, any particular uh, movie? Or what it was like? What the crew was like? What the people were like? Anyone meet any other actors? Act? No? No. Okay. Do you want to do, you want to do your set? Practicing in the room to do characters. You want to come out here to do characters? You weren't supposed to see that. I, was, I didn't see it. I heard it. You were very loud in the room. Well, well, what kind of act is it, Dewey? Is it a, uh, is it a stand-up act? Is it like a magic act? It was like impressions. From no, it's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of free form. It's more, it's more or less free form. Well, this show is kind of free form. How do you get there? Do you think Dewey? <laughs> Do we light it up? <laughs> you know, we actually light it up. Do your fucking thing. You light it up. You light it up. I can't light it up. Look, I'm supposed to be my own. You want stage time? I brought you here. I got you stage time. Do you think? Light it up. You're in the room. You're doing characters. You get the and then I'll light up as an audience. My, my mom was in South Korea for two years. <laughs> That's something we can all relate to. Sure. <laughs> I think a lot of our moms were in South Korea for two yeah. years. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I listen. My my dad traveled a lot when I was a kid, and that was that was rough. Yeah, you know, missed him. But you know what? Our parents still love us very much. Right on. Your mom loves you. I'm sure she wishes she was here right now. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So John, you have uh, you have Stranger Things uh, coming back with season two. That's October twenty seventh. You guys, it is not. <laughs> it's October 29th. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> Netflix 
countries. That makes sense. Like all the um, voiceover mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, <laughs> is there anything you can you can hint at for season two? Um, I have a mustache in season two to show that time has passed. <laughs> <laughs> so you're no you're no longer the the boyish. Uh, no, uh, I'm the manish dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the wheel. Yeah, that's right. We basically buy the 
45 Snickers a day, and then we make a little Jenga set, play a little game. And, and every, every time you pop one out, pop it in. Pop it in. That's kind of what it is. They pretty much quick work of that. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much quick work of that. We're trying to figure out like new ways to eat the Snickers too. Like the mailman comes over, we're like, hey, do you mind putting this in your mouth and we'll eat it out of your mouth as well? The mailman? Yeah, we're pretty much just trying to figure out new ways to eat yeah. Snickers. Wow. Yeah. We go on down to Crunch Jam, we're like, how about in lieu of a membership, you put this in your mouth and we'll eat it out of that? Just new ways. New ways. Yeah. yeah. You'd think at Crunch they'd want the other candy bar. You never know. We haven't asked. Our best one is I went to 30 Rock, I went to the top of 30 Rock, I threw a Snicker bar off the, off the top of 30 Rock, and then Dewey caught it in his mouth and went straight through. <laughs> so it went in his mouth and right out of his ass. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I, I didn't get to taste the caramel. <laughs> yeah. He didn't taste the other aspects of it, the Dewey, the chocolate, and the nuts. But you... The caramel went straight sure. through. <laughs> First of all, that's I, good. Was, I was actually standing at the base. So, I, so he was at the top of the did rock. You, did you put a mark on the floor? And, and I put a mark on the okay. I put a mark on the floor. There was no wind that day. And then I just kind of did this. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, powder. He kind of did a powder. So I did a powder. <laughs> so I did a powder. <laughs> so we're pretty much trying to figure out new ways to. Uh, so that's a hell of a shot. Chow down with some snickers. Yeah. yeah. Well. The gym is paying off, so congrats on that. What's up? The gym is paying off. Yeah, it is paying off. Thank you. So TBS Search Party. Uh-huh. Uh, search Party is directed by Michael Showalter, is that right? Uh, some of the episodes are directed by Michael Showalter. How do you like working with him? Uh, I like working with him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very funny, intense guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was all shot uh, in New York, right? Yeah, shot in New York. Season yeah. one and season two. Season one and season two. Um, sometimes in Brooklyn, sometimes upstate. Yeah. Yeah. But all in New York. And that comes out on November nineteenth. Will it uh, only be online? Or will it be on TBS as well? Um, yeah, it'll be on TBS as well. Yeah. I think they're going to air two episodes uh, a week or a night or something. Like weekly, but two episodes. Yeah. Back to back. And that's uh, is that following a certain show on that network? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. But I assume that there will be... You guys are smart. You can type in TBS search party on the computer yeah. and find out where that's playing. Uh, and, I, and I messed up the date, but October 29th on Netflix is Stranger Things. And you were part of a, a, a crazy uh, moment at an awards show Yeah. where... Uh, I'll let you tell because you were there, but uh, were you actually on stage for that moment? Yeah, you didn't watch well, I saw the clip, but it was also yeah, yeah. Like, it was all, you know, it was a tight group of people. I'm remembering it now, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a night like any other. <laughs> yeah, it was a normal night. Right. I'm pretty much winning SAG Awards. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think that that was like maybe one of the most memorable parts of that award show. Oh, you're talking about Winona acting all goofy? Not Winona acting all goofy, although that, that almost overshadowed the greatness of just the moment at large, which was kind of a impromptu oh, speech. Yeah, David's speech. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Did he, did you guys think at all you were going to win? Did he like have that in his pocket? Did he tell anybody that he was going to do that, or was that totally? Um, he had it in his pocket, and he had like people look over his speech, but I think in general, everybody thought we were going to lose to the crown. Mm. You know, and I've never seen the crown, but everyone just kept like, the crown is awesome. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to lose to the crown. And then, uh, 
we did lose to the crown, and I was like, oh my god, and then you have to get up uh, and like walk through all these famous people. It's like Denzel Washington, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, head down trying to get through it. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know, you go on stage, and then Dave's speech was like going bananas, and then, uh, I mean, yeah, it was, I had no idea. There was like a space behind David that was open, yeah, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to stand behind him while he tells this speech. Right. So I tried to get off to the like, side. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that was crazy. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone was like cheering and going wild, and then I guess once we got off, everyone was like, is Winona okay? Uh, for those people who don't know, Winona uh, Ryder was wearing, not wearing, it was, I guess her face was kind of, she sort of looked confused or something, and then a lot of memes came out after that, yeah. that kind of just showed her facial expressions to, uh, to David making that speech. Yeah, she was doing a lot of goofy faces. There's also this guy sitting next to me for a long time at the table, and then, uh, Came up on stage for the award too, and I came in like, "Who is this person?" And then an interview later, it became clear that he played the Demogorgon. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> so. so what? What? I mean, you, you weren't in any of those scenes where the Demogorgon is is moving around, stuff, right? But like, were you? Could you see what was happening? Like, was he like in a suit or like? It was a half and half. He was yeah. like, it was like half prosthetics and then half. Um, like green screen or, yeah. or CGI stuff. I guess that's the way to go. Where do they shoot Stranger Things? Is that Georgia? Yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you get to know any places in Atlanta? I know uh, there's a lot of cool spots down there. Yeah, the city's awesome. <laughs> you know, they have a lot of good neighborhoods. Yeah. Edgewood, Decatur's a good neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, Claremont, wow. Well, I was going to say, did you go to the Claremont? I went to Claremont, yeah, there's like, strip clubs are really big in Atlanta, and there's a strip club called the Claremont Lounge, which is, uh, most of the strippers are like older, or right. out of shape, and that's like the charm to it. Yes. Uh, and it's like this old bar you just like drink and smoking. Uh, and it, it was it was really fun, it was pretty crazy. Uh, and my friend who grew up in Atlanta has like the best story from there. Like I had a pretty good time there, some wild stuff that happened, but my friend who grew up in Atlanta said that, uh, one of the gals was dancing, and then when she got off stage, she was really hot, and she straight up put her ass in the ice that <laughs> in all the drinks to cool off, uh-huh. but uh, everyone was just drinking her ass the whole night after that. And okay. <laughs> now, what? Dewey. Yeah. I mean, Dewey's been in the Claremont. You have? Yeah. Have you ever been to an award show, Dewey? I was going to ask about that before. Have you ever gotten to go with your mom? Really? You're right. I just haven't seen my mom in two plus years. Ever since since Snowpiercer took off. (laughs) I haven't really seen my mom. So who's, can I ask, who's dad? Do you know, do we know who dad is? Yeah, I don't really see much of that. Is he in New York? Hong Kong? <laughs> John, when you're not watching Dewey, who's watching Dewey? I watch Dewey. I've had Dewey for two and a half years. God! Yeah. God! Yeah. So, I my, dad, my, dad talk, my dad's big on Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. 
based in Hong Kong right now. So. Yeah, it supposedly is dead in Hong Kong right now, but we're not even sure. Alright, so you so know I have that. Julia. You and yet, Hong Kong is dead. No, I haven't seen Tilda in about two and a half years. But I have Dewey, I've had Dewey for two and a half years, and um, I got a good like, bed set up. It's like, yeah, I mean, basically, I, I made like, um, I basically made a bird's nest. So you're like, almost like house sitting for Tilda Swinton's place? Oh, no, I've never seen her place. So you. I have Dewey, she dropped Dewey off. At your place, okay. No, she dropped Dewey off at my girlfriend's place. Oh, okay. And then I took Dewey to my place. Wow. Dewey's been in my place for a long time. And we made like a bird's nest for him. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I'm sorry, Dewey. <laughs> Just that, uh, you know, so now I'm living in a bird's nest. Yeah, we got it to bird's nest. Yeah, yeah. I've pretty much grown accustomed to the bird's nest at this point. Yeah, we basically try to raise them as a bird. Yeah, anytime, I'm, I, anytime I'm walking home, and probably tonight if I see any twigs uh, along the way, I'll probably grab those. Just to, just kind of work into the tapestry of the bird's nest that I live in. <laughs> it's nice. We pretty much got a lot of each way. We basically have a twig a day. It's a huge nest. Yeah. And I pretty much try to feed them like a bird, so I'll be chewing, chewing stuff up and spinning it. Yeah. What can I say? I'm a dewey. Yeah, yeah. He's a dewey. Yeah. He's a dewey. But in school, we, we pretty much introduced him to a bunch of different birds. So friends. I want to say we have more time. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, you guys are welcome to hang. Yeah, we'll, we'll just hang on here. TBS search box. Do you have any more questions about the bird's nest? <laughs> uh, I have many questions in general. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try to talk after the show. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. Of course, Dewey. This guy here is John Reynolds. And TBS... Search Party premieres November 19th. November 19th. And on October 29th, yep. Stranger Things hits Netflix just before Halloween. Yep. So do watch both those shows, ladies and gentlemen. Not only do we, but give it up for John Reynolds. <laughs> Freethemind1.bandcamp.com. Please welcome Isabel Martin and Marcia Belsky, aka Free the Mind. Hello, thank you. We are Free the Mind. I'm Marcia Belsky. This is Isabel Martin. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Uh, I love Pat, I love Prove It All Night. Not used to having four men on the stage with us, but that's okay. Actually, if you guys could turn and face the wall, that would be great. If you could, uh, all right. Strike one. Uh, guys, we're so excited to be here. A little about us. Uh, we like to just 
get into the issues. We are called Free the Mind, and we do feel that we do that for you. So by the end of the set, we think your minds will be free. Your minds will be free. You good? Shall we? Shall we? So we've noticed a lot of confusion about a lot of things, specifically feminism. And we wanted to get into it. You know? It's like feminism. Who is she? What does she want? You know, we don't want to speak for all women. But we will. But we will. <laughs> and so we wanted to write a song that defines not only what feminism means for us, but what it actually means for every woman you know. All women. And they will agree with us. And we will not be taking questions afterwards. Feminism. Women are perfect. No one has any flaws. Men should all be afraid. Because they're about to fall. Women are better. Inherently and Yeah. 
always lose a couple on that one. You're a woman, we protect you, we protect you. Don't let your man hypnotize you. Don't let your man hypnotize you, lose your... So, that's just sort of what feminism means to us and every woman you know. Um, it's pretty simple. True. And it's been a rough couple of weeks for women. It's been a rough earth for women. Um, but we've noticed there's still a problem with a lot of guys about them believing that women are here for them, you know, to be looked at by them. And so we wanted to solve that problem, probably the only way. Only way we know how. Sometimes they look at you with creepy eyes. All you can do is let their demise. Oh, when you pass men in their big groups, you feel so helpless, don't know what to do. The only way to escape the male gaze is to gouge, gouge their eyes. The only way to escape the male gaze is to gouge, gouge their eyes. Sometimes your boss will look at you and smile. Although he's might he has something like Giles. Well, Giles, for now you are the boss of me. Oh, just but soon you will no longer see. The only way to escape the male gaze is to gouge Giles's eyes. The only way to escape the male gaze is to gouge, gouge their eyes. Gouge letters. Is to gouge, gouge their eyes. Is to gouge, gouge their Done it. But 
every female performer. Is there a feedback on this? Is there a female performer in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a feedback or a female performer in the room? Uh, every female performer will be very familiar with this situation. Oh, hey, Marsha. It's me, Jason. Oh, we met? Uh, yeah, several times, actually. Okay, good to see you. Uh, yeah, I cut your show, and it's actually pretty good for a band that's just starting out. Okay, we're not starting. Uh, but like I said... Alright, thanks for coming, Jason. Oh, okay. By the way, I'm one of the good ones. Okay, thanks, Chad. Talk to 
We'd like to dedicate our last song to um, Michael Pence, of course, Donald Trump, and lately, Harvey Weinstein. <clears throat> There's a whole generation of people really stinking up the joint. Hey, you. Think they can talk at us all day, but never really land a point. Uh, hello. Hello? So now I think.
Perhaps like Neil uh, told a funny joke, but it wasn't too funny, so maybe some, some light laughter. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That joke fucking sucked, right? Um, now he told a really funny one. Big laugh! <laughs> good enough, good enough. Um, now I need you to just do something real specific for me, okay? And then I promise we're out of here. Uh, it's just one line that we need to get for audio purposes. I swear, it'll be, it'll be quick. You guys are so good, and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here for the last show. Uh, so this will just make things easier on the edit, all right? If you could repeat after me. Boy, this show was certainly an entertaining experience. Wait, wait, wait. One, two, three. Boy, this show was certainly an entertaining experience. Great, perfect. Uh, and uh, Tim, if you, could, if you would, real quick. Now we're going to take it from here. Uh, one, two, three. Two, one. Either that's where I'm at Our producer says we're good. We got the audio. We need the.